Strange lovers, before we begin this Wes Anderson episode, I just want to put out a PSA that we recorded some of these episodes almost a year ago. So if our information about the French dispatch is wonky or there is something off about, you know, COVID shutdowns or something like that, just know that we recorded these in the past. I hope you enjoy these episodes and grow to respect and learn some more things about Wes Anderson because he is king, he is goaded, and we are so excited for the French dispatch. And that is why we are doing this Wes Anderson series. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez and I'm here with my co-host Oscar Martinez and we are on episode six of our Wes Anderson series and we're gonna be talking about a very special film to my childhood, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, this is Wes Anderson's first animated film and in some ways you think it's the one, he almost made the other movies to make this one. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I feel like animation's always been kind of his dream, maybe. Yeah, especially because of the time it takes to put it together. Especially know? this kind of stop motion animation. Yes. This is the kind of animation where they made custom puppets and they moved them meticulously every like inch or whatever. And it's just crazy. They took a picture of every single shot. Oh, it's crazy. That is insane. That takes a lot of discipline and dedication in addition to the artistry of, of conveying. Oh, and that's the thing. These are foxes, right? And animals and, yeah. and they have people in them too, but they express emotion. And it was, it was so weird. It, like every movie, we probably said this in every, every, every episode, but he really sucks you into the world, whatever world he wants to create you're in it and uh, he, he's there to tell you a story and he's very aware that you're aware that you're there to be told a story too. Yeah, and this story is based on Roald Dahl's famous book. Right. Fantastic Mr. Fox. And he does a great job. I think Wes Anderson and Noah Baumbach, they wrote this film. And they actually went to the cottage or wherever, the office that Roald Dahl wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox at the beginning. Like, they went there oh, to write that's this interesting. movie, yeah. which is cool. And I think they were super inspired by that. Right. And, and I think one of the few criticisms this movie received, because I think it was very well received. Yeah, it was. Was that it didn't bear as much relation to the Roald Dahl story. I mean, he created the characters. I haven't read it. I respect it, but I haven't read it. Zoolander. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where that happens a lot, where that title captured his imagination. And obviously he must have read the book because it's based on it. And he was given credit, you know, uh, Roald Dahl for being the inspiration behind it. But that's the only thing I heard. I couldn't find any criticism out there like it was so anything else. But And I think this is the only Wes Anderson movie that's adapted from something else. Because everything else is just super original, crazy stories. And this one is, yeah, adapted from the Roald Dahl. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's very clever, right? I mean, that word, you could say that about every single one of his movies. but This one especially. I mean, it's a fox. Yes. We're, we relate as yeah. humans to a fox. But clever in such an intricate way where you wouldn't think anything is related. You know, these elements, these disparate elements are, and they are, they are related. And, and especially, I think, the in terms of a performance... You know, it's so funny when you're talking about Hollywood actors and or just actors and actresses in general. But it makes a difference on who who the actor and actress is. Can you imagine Jim Carrey playing uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. He's so known for physical humor. I don't know if that would have worked. It would just be weird. And that's a good segue into the cast. Of course, Wes Anderson, he's known for his amazing ensemble cast in this movie, is no different. 
even though it is animated. And I think that's so funny how like there's this huge group of characters even in this animated film because all of Wes's movies rely on big groups of people. So in this movie, George Clooney is the lead. He plays Mr. Fox and he does an excellent job. I'm sure we'll be talking about his performance this whole episode because yeah, no, his voice, he's just so likable in this movie. I think this is his only Wes Anderson movie, right? Is that correct? I think so, yes. And then Meryl Streep, whoa, the big guns. She plays Mrs. Fox, and she does great, too. Mrs. Fox is a funny character because she, she kind of controls the whole situation. Like, Mr. Fox is scared of not pleasing her, but, yeah, it's just a big mess. Their relationship's weird. And then Bill Murray's in the movie, like, all way, every Wes Anderson movie. Jason Schwartzman, Owen Wilson, Willem Dafoe, and Brian Cox, and just kind of the usual bunch. Yeah, and a little odd uh, casting note, Jarvis Cocker, for those of you who remember the British band Pulp, and he was an artist in his own right, a uh, solo artist, he does the main song, the Fantastic Mr. Fox theme, and he plays Petey. And it was really weird, because it was like, I don't remember that the first time I saw it, and I think I was a Pulp fan whenever this came out, but just a little odd aside, it just shows... He must like him, you know, that's what must be an ideal thing for uh, to work with people you admire and hey, you want to do this movie? Sure. Yeah, and Wes Anderson, he, he always has great music. There is an amazing, one of my favorite Wes Anderson song choices of all time is the Beach Boys song at the beginning of this movie, the Heroes and Villains song. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, but should we mention the profanity involved in this film? <laughs> the profanity, sure. Well, they use the word cuss. For every cuss word. For every cuss word. And so it's what the cuss, you scared the cuss out of me. It's a clever way to do it because yeah. uh, Wes Anderson's movies are, I mean, they're just, they're always rated R because of excessive language. And I would imagine that's probably a response to that. Okay, well, I'm going to keep that in there, but it, it's supposed to be a kid's movie, so I'm going to not cuss. And it definitely was a kid's movie. I think that kids could enjoy this film because I did as a kid and I enjoy it now too. I think adults enjoy it more probably because there's some funny... Adult humor. Yeah, but... and you'll hear more about this when we talk discuss Isle of Dogs later. That was its second animated film yeah. later. I think you see that progression where this one is more accessible to kids. I would agree with that. So the, the plot is pretty straightforward. He's a fox. He's fantastic. And he knows it, right? That's what's great about it. And The confidence yeah, on this fox. I know. He's so confident. And and he's a wild animal. That's That's not... It's funny, that's his excuse, but it's true. He is a wild animal, and you see that every time because they're all genteel. He's wearing this nice tweed coat, and they've got this nice little place. But whenever they sit down to dinner, they're like, eating all this food because that's the reminder that underneath all that you know, middle class, upper middle class veneer that they want to assume, there's this animal. There's this animal deep down. Not too deep down, really. And I love how he has like a lawyer and a real estate agent, and it's just... It's a little world within the fox community. And it's not just foxes. There are weasels and rats and badgers and all sorts of animals. Yes, and his, his attorney is a badger, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray, right? Great attorney. It is so funny. But but b bottom line is it starts off, there. he and his wife, I think they're married, right? Yeah, they're married yeah, then. And it's almost like it starts with a flashback. They're, um, <laughs> they're getting chickens. Why? Because that's what foxes do. And they get trapped. And then, typical Wes Anderson, you know, fast forward three years, three years later, whatever. Four three years, fox years. Three fox years, which is like seven years or some, some arbitrary number. And you never know how they got out of that, that, uh, that pickle they yeah, were in. But true. then they explain it. That's what's so neat about it, that he ties up all the loose ends where it'd be so easy to say, 
oh, remember when we were trapped in that cage and never referred to it again? But no, he explains, and then it becomes a, an integral part of the plot later. Hey, remember that time we were trapped? And then it goes back to the flashback, and they kind of show, and it, that was their solution for getting away from these three mean farmers. There are these huge farms. The way that the farmers go about trying to like exterminate these foxes is absolutely ridiculous. They have machine guns. They have little grenades. Yeah, and helicopters, just, tanks. At one point... It's insane. It's for a fox. At like, one point, on. they have 108 snipers perched, ready <laughs> ready to shoot his head off of these surfaces. And, and how do they not get them? Like, how? Well, yeah. That's movie magic. Yeah, it's just amazing that, well, you know, they're, they're pretty wily, you know. Sly as a fox, you've heard that expression. Yeah, but true. getting back to the main character, George Kinley did such a good job because, as I mentioned earlier, he's so self-aware. He even says that, right? Hey, I'm Mr. Fox, and I'm, fa I'm supposed to be fantastic. I'm supposed to be fantastic all the time. So he has, like, an audience he has to perform for, and he's really big on giving toasts. And if he doesn't give the right toast, he gets bent out of shape, you know. And, and then the supporting character, his family's hilarious. His son, Ash, and his... Then there's Christopherson. Christopherson, the, the nephew, yeah. The nephew, yeah. Yeah, and like all uh, classic Wes Anderson films, basically every movie has its chapter headings, doesn't it? For, I think every uh, Wes Anderson movie. I might have to review that, but I think they do because I just remember Christopherson's arrival. You know, it's like... <laughs> And then, yeah, cousin Christopherson, and he's perfect, of course. Jason Schwartzman plays Ash, and he's super jealous of cousin Christopherson because his own parents seem to like Christopherson better than him. Yeah, yeah, and it's really funny because it shows, even though they're a family of foxes, they still have a family dynamic. And yeah, and Ash thinks he's this great athlete, and he's not. He's the worst. He's terrible, and everybody knows it except him. <laughs> and I guess he, it's kind of a self-discovery moment for him as well. But then, you know, the clever writing that, that Wes Anderson, he's such a good script writer, you know, things like, you know, I'm not leaving here without my tail. At one point, he loses his tail. Let's just say his tail is not on his body anymore. And they, they get the pieces shot out of him. He says, well, on second thought, maybe we should just leave. <laughs> like He was going to draw his, you know, plant his flag in, in, in the ground and say, I'm not leaving until this happens. That's you what's know? so great about that character. He goes back on his word yeah. constantly. You yeah. can never trust him. And well, again, Sly is a fox. Well, exactly. And then the other one is, my suicide mission has been canceled. Besides, I didn't like the toast I gave. So he gives us other toast about how they all have to stick together and as animals because they're wild and all this other stuff. But... But I really like their interaction with the rat, too. That was good. Oh, yeah. The rat is Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe's like, he is guarding the apple cider. And oh, speaking of... Yes, that your is, favorite scene. That's right. my favorite scene. The apple cider scene is insane. Something about the way the light looks. Like, I'm just a film nerd, so I think that stuff's crazy. But the cinematography on this little set, I don't know how they did it, but it's a beautiful scene. And in that, the rat is guarding the cider, and he he's really funny. He does all these, like, karate... Karate, <laughs> and it's just really funny how he defends it. And also, this is like a little fun fact. A lot of this movie, when they were recording the voices of the actors, they had them doing the situations that the fox would be doing. Like, yeah. they have George Clooney, like, rolling around in the grass and stuff. And I've seen some videos, and it's kind of funny seeing this A-list star, like, getting down and dirty with a microphone filming it. Oh, how funny. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. That probably adds some authenticity to the performance. I think it does. And only Wes Anderson could convince stars like that to do something like that. Well, aside from the, the main characters, who were your favorite? Who was your favorite character? Well, I mean, F Mr. Fox probably. But oh, aside from that, ugh, what would you say? I like Kylie the opossum, <laughs> who was always really slow. He was so he was and, the and worst he partner in crime. And he lived with them, didn't he? Why? I don't 
know. It didn't make any sense, but he was an opossum. And opossums have a tendency to get, when you shine a light on them, their eyes turn into pinwheels and they just freeze. And he would freeze so often. It was so funny. And then he would look at the camera every once in a while like, what am I supposed to say? No, that was great. Yep, of course, breaking the fourth wall. I yeah. love that this movie does that. It's crazy to see an animated film breaking the fourth wall. Yes. I think that my favorite character is, eh, it's probably Christofferson, just because he's so ridiculous. And his name is literally Christofferson. It's based off Chris Christofferson. It has right? to be. There's only one Christofferson out there. Just like, that's such a joke. Why wouldn't you call him Chris? Like, I know. It's insane. I know. It's such a long name. Yeah, that's a really silly thing. But yeah, it was a real fun, fun film and really cleverly written. Uh, the animation is superb. It's really a... Um, entertaining too you find yourself laugh it's laugh out loud funny right it, it really is, is definitely yeah because there's so many parts where just carried by the character not just the main character all the rest of them are play supporting roles and and yes uh, Liv mentioned it earlier the extent to which these three farmers band together and declare all-out war <laughs> on these animals and it's just interesting how that develops yeah we could not recommend this movie more i think this is Obviously, Wes Anderson's most family-friendly film. Yes. It's rated, I think it's his only movie that's not R, right? Well, I Love Dogs, maybe. I Love PG Dogs is PG-13. But still, that's weird to have a PG-13 animated film. But this one is PG, and it deserves it. And do we want to talk about awards real quick? Yeah, this movie was nominated for Best Animated Film. Honestly, it could have been nominated for Best Picture. It, it may. It should have. Because I think something cool about Fantastic Mr. Fox is... It's talking about the human experience, just using foxes, not to get too fancy and podcasty. But obviously, Mr. Fox is going through some things, kind of a midlife crisis, doesn't like his job as a journalist. That's right. He's a newspaper columnist. Yeah. And I feel like every Wes Anderson movie has some newspaper aspect. Well, didn't we decide that every movie, he's the main character and some, at some Who, level. Wes? Yeah. At yeah. some level, it's about him, you know. I think so. And I think he, yeah, he's channeling himself through a fox this like time. Like the underdog. Yeah. And I think that's why this movie is more adult than it may seem. And never discount animated films because I think they're really good. Yeah, Especially, a... yeah, some of these artistic ones are great statements. Well, and that's a good point too, yeah, about the family dynamic that he is going through some things and he's not the young fox he used to be, right? <laughs> but um... Oh, remember when he said like, I'm seven fox years old and my dad died at seven and a half. I need to get a new house or something. Yeah, yeah. And also the idea that you wonder why you do the things you do. And he does come to the realization that there is a reason he does. And what you said about breaking his word. Yeah, he breaks a, a really solemn vow he made to his wife. But, but he does come to the conclusion that he's the way he is because he's the way he is. And he's still fantastic. And, <laughs> and the movie's fantastic, too. I think I uh, can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, go out and watch Fantastic Mr. Fox if you haven't already. And yeah, watch it with the whole family. It's a great, fun movie. It is a perfect length. It's pretty short, which we always like. Yeah, that's really good. And let, should we mention how we saw this film? Because we tried to find it on, for some reason, I don't know, Netflix wasn't working or we couldn't quite find it and Blockbuster closed about 20 years ago. So where do we go get this? Well, we decided on a Saturday morning to take a trip to the library where we actually found quite a few good movies. So go to your public library. They have a lot of stuff and a lot of options. Some weird art films too. That is just surprising. So yeah, the library came through. Yeah. And check out a book or two too. Yeah. <laughs> books are also important for the brain. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to episode six of our Wes Anderson series. Please watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. Recommend it to all of your friends. We're recommending it to you, Strange Love Crew. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Love Movies Pod. And we hope that you guys will tune in for episode seven 
of our Wes Anderson series with Moonrise Kingdom. Now that is a movie about aesthetic, am I right? Absolutely. And also while you're listening, uh, let us know as we're winding down the Wes Anderson series, what other directors you want us to uh, take a look at? Because we, we've been having some conversations here, but just leave some comments on our, uh, on our Instagram handle. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you guys. And thanks, y'all. Bye.